how on earth are the Arizona State Sun Devils supposed to survive the the travesty that has happened to this football team because of the transfer portal? We'll talk about that as well as somebody who has withdrawn their name from the transfer portal on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out on a visual platform. But wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you like, subscribe, favorite, comment, five-star, share, all that good stuff. Make sure you never miss an episode of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Also, if you are on Twitter, go ahead and give me that follow. That's at RichieBrad36. Follow the podcast while you're on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. But... Let's go ahead and dive right into this conversation as the transfer portal continues to wreak havoc for Arizona State Sun Devils football. What is a success plan that we could possibly put into place here? Well, the tricky part is there's not necessarily a success plan because this would involve pulling more players in. And right now, the pickings are pretty slim. Arizona State does have a couple more scholarships to hand out, I believe, but don't don't quote me on that. There there is the opportunity to still bring in guys. However, you're not bringing in any guys who are going to completely alter your season. The closest you would get would be Florida quarterback Emory Jones. Now, if you brought in Jones, that definitely is a jumpstart to your offense. And I've gone on record before as saying, I think he is like the safer version of Jaden Daniels. They're like interchangeable guys for me, at least college-wise. Pro-wise, I feel like Jaden's got a future. I don't know about Emery. I've been wrong plenty of times before. I'd be happy to be wrong again here. But neither here nor there. For this Arizona State Summers offense, I think Emery Jones would be just as good, if not a better fit, for what the Sun Devils have wanted to run over the last few years. Now, keep in mind, ASU has mentioned they want to go to a more pro-style offense. Now, you bring in Emory Jones or you start Trenton Bourget, that should be a different approach because both of those guys are dudes who can move around, and Emory Jones especially is a dual-threat kind of quarterback. But that would be that would be bringing in guys to, to really turn the ship around and, and right the wrongs that have that have happened to Arizona State so far. So a blueprint, essentially, is what we're here to talk about for the first two segments. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lay something flat here. Now, obviously, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not the coach. I'm not the athletic director. I'm not the I'm not anything like that. So take it with a grain of salt that a dude with a microphone in front of him talking into a computer screen for about 30 minutes is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. Easier said than done. But I do have some ideas. It starts with just figuring out your offensive identity. So if you are going to go after Emory Jones, then go get him. And you need to get him as soon as possible. Whatever you want to do at your quarterback situation, obviously that's still very much up in the air. 
but you really need to figure something out soon. The sooner you get it figured out, the sooner you can get you every, everything else starting to be like fine tuned and get everything ready for the next step, which is obviously putting the product on the field. So whether it's Borgay and Jones, provided you get Jones, obviously, or it's Paul Tyson, the more mo not modern, that's not the right word, but like the, the more, I, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm looking for. Like, like the, we'll get, we'll get back to it. Like he, the prototype, he's like the prototype quote unquote fit for your, for your, your, your classic pro style offense, quote unquote again. So whatever you want to do, it starts with figuring out the quarterback situation so that you can officially commit to an identity offensively. So the other thing here that goes with the offense is you got to figure out the weapons and how you're going to use them. Now, the wide receivers are unproven, to put it very, very politely. Andre Johnson is your leading receiver from a year ago, and he had less than 20 catches last year. So you got him, Elijah Badger. You have Chad Johnson Jr. and a whole lot of mystery after that. So you're hoping that somebody finds a way to step up and – Good friend, number one friend of the podcast, Donnie Drew, and continues to hype up tight end Messiah Swenson. So maybe they'll find a way to get him involved more. They haven't used the tight end as much in, in the last like 10 plus years. It feels like ASU hasn't had a quality tight end since the Zach Miller days way back in the 2000s. But bottom line here, you need some kind of focal point of the offense, at least through the passing game, because we'll talk about the run game in a minute. But through the air, someone's got to step up. So maybe this just kind of comes down to how simplified of an offense can we make it, at least for 2022. Now, down the road, sure, you can start to get a little more creative again because ASU has always wanted to be a creative football team on offense with all the quarterbacks that you've seen come through that program. It just makes sense. However, this is not the year to be creative. This is the year to be smart. This is the year to be boring. So through the air, I think you just need to find any kind of consistent output, whether that is Andre Johnson or it's somebody else, but you need somebody to step up. So, so far on the list, figure out who your quarterback is, find somebody to step up for you. Next thing, biggest thing, we've talked about this plenty of times, commit to your run game. If there's one thing that Arizona State will be able to do in 2022 on offense, it'll be running the football. So Xavier and Valade and uh, Dana Nagata are going to be stud running backs. They're both proven guys with lots of upside and appear to be great fits in the offense with Valade actually providing some high upside as a pass catcher. We're unsure about Nagata at this point. Nonetheless, that's two really good running back options. And quite frankly, I feel like both of them should be getting 10 to 15 carries a game each. I think these are guys that you just need to hike the ball, turn around, put it in their hands, and let them do something. Like, And this goes back to me saying simplify the offense. This is how you simplify it. Make it boring. Make it just total white red and just run the football. Don't even care about the the fact that fans are going to be bored of the offense. And, and maybe it's not the most efficient offense in the world, right? Maybe you're settling for field goals more often than you should. But – with, with this kind of offense, it's allowing you to chew clock, break down a defense, 
potentially set up something deep. I just don't know if the deep ball is going to be there this year. It wasn't really there last year, and that was with Jaden Daniels. Daniels gone. I don't really know that there's going to be much of a deep ball game for the Sun Devils this year. But what there will be is a ground and pound, good old fashioned slugfest kind of kind of football game for the team. So I really want to see the run game be the focal point of offense. I want to see passes on or not pass run on first, second, third, and potentially fourth down, depending on what the down and distances. So that's where I stand on that. I want to see, I, I want to see Arizona State just look at the at the offense, realize what they have, and commit to what they're good at doing. And they've been good at running the football for a while. So it's not like this is unfamiliar territory for the team. Arizona State has been running the football good for as long as I can remember. So just commit to that, commit to your identity. Realize who you are, and that's the first step. And that's my blueprint for the offense. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into my blueprint for the defense. This, of course, is the Locked on Sunday podcast. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations or wherever you go. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everybody has a bar and are fueled for your summer activities. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for the better of your health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order right now. All Built Bars and the Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy while actually enjoying it. Speaking of those Puffs, if you haven't tried them yet, you got to give them a try. We're going crazy for them with some amazing flavors like banana cream pie, and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Meanwhile, you take a look at the macros chart, you'll be blown away by how healthy these built bars are. They're just typically 130 calories with four grams of sugar and four net net carbs, but 17 grams of protein compared to a candy bar, which is usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, from banana cream pie to raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Now... I went ahead and laid out the foundation for the offensive blueprint, flipping back over to the defensive side of the ball. This isn't going to be anything new, but what I will start with is the most important thing is you got to look at your established leaders and allow them to take control of this, of this defense. So I'm looking at three guys, particularly right now, two. Because Jermaine Lole is flirting with that transfer portal. So I'm not going to put Lole in here just yet. Instead, I'm telling you it's Merlin Robertson and it's Kyle Soley. Now, Robertson's the obvious choice because Robertson has been with the team. This is his fifth season now. And he's been a starter pretty much the whole time. And a very quality linebacker for Arizona State. When it's all said and done, he's going to be way, way, way up high in Arizona State history for total tackles, 
games played, this, that, and the other. Robertson has been a quality, good player for the Sun Devils for a long time. Because of that, because of the fact that he's a five-year player, the emphasis and the onus to become the de facto leader is going to be on him. Chase Lucas isn't there anymore. Tyler Johnson isn't there anymore. There is a gap in leadership. And it's not that Robertson wasn't already a leader. I think that's one of the best things about Robertson coming into this year. Is he has already proven to be a veteran presence on the team. But now what I'm telling you is you have to be the veteran presence. Merlin Robertson is more than capable of doing as I think he has absolutely got it between the ears. This is a much smarter and instinctive linebacker than I think people are willing to give him credit for. Let's not forget that he was an absolute monster as a freshman. He just never took that next step. But who knows? Maybe he maybe he does take that next step this year. Or in a worst-case scenario, he continues to play at the level he's been playing at, which is more than quality. He's a good player, okay? We need that. And then I look at Kyle Sully, and I need you to step it up too, my friend. I think that Kyle has shown some awesome glimpses, and even though he frustrates me personally, he's he's got a leadership role with the team. He's been there a long, long time too. So, and and, and again, with Tyler Johnson and Chase Lucas being gone, there the Sun Devils are going to be looking for guys to step up and become leaders and voices in that locker room. Now, I do I do think that Lole could be the number one guy. But right now, we're not even sure if he's returning yet. So in the meantime, it's Robertson. And I'm putting the emphasis on Soli here. So I want to see these two guys step up. Now, obviously, I do love Corey Bethley. A huge, huge fan of Corey Bethley. I am not going to put it on him to be one of the main leaders of the team. Because this is his first and only season with the Sun Devils. Because remember, he's a grad transfer from Hawaii. So this isn't a guy who deserves to have the weight of this defense and the leadership thrown on his shoulders. Now, could he take it? Of course. Of course he could. A guy who's played as long as he has could definitely be a major voice in the locker room. And I would love to see it, but I'm not about to sit here and pin it on him. I would, I want it. It's not fair for me to expect is my point. Next thing that you need to do, your, your young developing talents need to take the next step. So, Start in the secondary, Jordan Clark. He, he was a really quality corner for them. I want to see him take that next step forward. I want to see the Markham brothers, Keon and, and Kawan, Markham. I want to see them take that next step forward as well. And quite frankly, you need them to because there's not a lot of depth in that defensive backfield right now. But hey, if you had both the Markhams and Jordan Clark at least become quality guys, like capable starting kind of players, that's huge. That's absolutely massive for what you want to try and do this year. So having those guys step up in the secondary is huge. In fact, I'll go ahead and separate it. So looking at the secondary, you just need guys to take a step forward for you. So obviously you, you really hope that Bethley's dominant play in the, in the WAC or the Mac. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's either Mountain Athletic or it's Western Athletic, whatever. Whatever conference they end up playing in, you hope that it translates and that he can become a very successful Power 5 football player all of a sudden. But 
You're also looking at some of the other guys on the roster to step up, and I'm going to continue highlighting Jordan Clark because I'm a huge fan of Clark coming into this year, and I think that he can truly take that next step as like your nickel defender and like your 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 like sub safety kind of guy. So I'm looking at Jordan Clark. The Markham brothers would be awesome to see step up as well. I know there's a couple other transfers and other young guys there too. We'll be looking at them. So going back to my original point about the young guys stepping up, since I separated that front seven, I'm unfortunately Eric Gentry's gone because he he was the guy that I was looking at to take that next step forward. But you still have Connor Sully, and Connor Sully, Kyle's brother, has shown a lot of promise, and I do think that he could find himself into a very, very, very active role on the team because outside of Kyle and Merlin Robertson. There's, there's definitely going to be a bit of a revolving door at the linebacker spot, which includes incoming transfer Rodney Gross. And he's another guy that I would love to see get some action. So all in all, I, I think here I'm looking for Connor Soley to take that next step forward because I think that he could be a very, very quality uh, de- def- defender for Arizona State. I, th- I think he's got that capability to become someone that you can rely on a little bit more. Uh, I'm also looking at BJ Green to take a next step forward as well on the defensive line. He really flashed against uh, Wisconsin in the in the bowl game this year to to help put some kind of hope into our hearts that he could end up taking the next step for us. So we'll see. But I am I am a fan of Connor Soley. I am a fan of BJ Green. I want to mention Omar Norman Lott, but I will talk about him here in a little bit. Meanwhile, you've still got a bunch of transfers who are coming in, and that's going to be the final part of the blueprint here, is you hope that your transfers can make immediate impact. So that includes the aforementioned Corey Bethley. That includes safety Chris Edmonds. That includes uh, cornerback Torrance. Torrance, excuse me, the guy we just got from Auburn. And also looking at Nesta Jade Silvera, the defensive lineman from Miami. We, there's been a lot of guys, Rodney Gross. I already mentioned Rodney Gross, but you've got a lot of transfers coming in on the defense to help replenish, quite frankly, a depleted unit because you lost so much to the NFL and to graduations. So you got a lot of transfers coming in, in addition to a lot of young pieces here. So there is a reason to be nervous. Absolutely. That's terrifying. You, you don't have very much continuity returning. As far as starters go, you got Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson and a little bit of Omar Norman Lott. Other than that, this is pretty much a brand new defense all throughout. But you do have some quality transfers coming in. You do have some young talent. And if Lole comes back, fingers crossed, that's huge for this defense. So that's my blueprint there is you need the transfers to make a impact sooner rather than later. You want to see guys in the secondary step up who have shown promise. You want to see the the young guys, particularly BJ Green and Connor Soley, take a step forward in their progressions as players. And then the last thing is you just need your veterans in Merlin Robertson and Kyle and Kyle Soley to firmly establish and grab hold of that leadership role for the team. So that's going to go ahead and wrap up my second segment here. When we return. Just real quick conversation about a guy who is coming back after briefly putting his name in the transfer portal. 
We'll talk about him in just a moment on the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. This episode of Locked on Sun Levels is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to, to store all of the parts that you need for your car. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer and choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices reliably low for every customer, with everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go check out their easy-to-explore website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead, wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast with some good news from the transfer portal. And that would be Omar Norman Lott, the defensive lineman, a guy I literally just talked about, has decided to withdraw his name from the portal and return to Arizona State. Now, unfortunately, you do have some bad fans out there who are giving him flack and this, that, and the other. The biggest thing, guys, first of all, this is a, this is a kid. This is a 20, 21, 22-year-old kid. You cannot be attacking him for trying to do what's best for his career, regardless of the fact that it would have hurt the Arizona State Sun Devils program. Okay, big whoop. He's coming back. So as far as I'm concerned, Y'all need to relax and get off of this kid's back because it's frustrating. Now that that's out of the way, this is huge for Arizona State, man. This is exciting news because Norman Lott showed some really, really good versatility and upside this past year as a as a rotational starter for the team. He did pick up 30 tackles and two sacks in, in, in a role that wasn't full-time for him. I mean, he was kind of shuffled in and out of the lineup. When he was on the field, he really flashed. And there were there were opportunities where you were looking at him and you were like, okay, this guy, this guy could be a difference maker. No one's calling him Will Sutton. No one's calling him Christian Lole. But we are looking at him and we are, or Jermaine Lole, not Christian Lole, excuse me. But we are looking at him and we're saying that this guy could be a difference maker. So when he had announced that he was going into the transfer portal, I I was devastated because I was a big fan of his. And I was hoping that he was going to be one of those guys to really step up, take that next step, and make sure that Arizona State didn't fall too far behind the eight ball in terms of the rest of the Pac-12. Because, I mean, right now they're easily in the bottom half of the Pac-12. They might even be outside the outside of the top nine teams. They might be 10, 11, or 12 right now. So if we had lost Norman Lott, that would have been just one more kick to the ribs while we were down on the floor. But – Norman Lott is coming back, and he's joining a defensive line that has good depth. You're hoping at this point that Jermaine Lole comes back too, because if Lole comes back, then the defensive line becomes a strength again. This this is the unit that you were talking about coming into this year, and you potentially wouldn't have lost anything with Norman Lott coming back, with hopefully Lole coming back, with BJ Green coming back, with some of the transfers coming in and the young guys who were starting to get more time. 
this is best case scenario was Omar Norman Lott withdrawing his name from the transfer portal. So what does this mean immediately? It means that Arizona State has more consistency, more reliability, and a guy who we're hoping can continue to build off of a very promising year as, as like a first-year starter. Remember, he, he redshirted essentially as a, as a freshman back in 2020. So he, he really does have a lot of time to continue developing. He is a redshirt sophomore. So he could have up to three more years with this football team. And if, if he is interested in staying with Arizona State, then I'm all for it. I'm happy about it. This is a good team. This is a good team to stay with. Maybe not in terms of like competing, but this is a good team that has built bonds and brothership among guys. Now more than ever, you're going to need those bonds and brotherships with each other because this is going to be a very trying year for Arizona State. This is looking to be a very, very bad year for the Sun Devils. Expectations should be very low. But knowing that a guy like Norman Lott is willing to come back, and I don't care if somebody wants to say, oh, well, maybe the market wasn't there for him. Who cares? If he wanted to leave that bad, he'd be gone. He could, he'd go to a JUCO if he, if he really didn't want to be at Arizona State. But obviously, he did want to stay in Tempe. There was something that was calling to him. So take, take that negative talk and just throw it out of here. I don't even want to hear it. The point of the matter is this young man decided that he wants to continue his college career with the Arizona State Sun Devils, and we should all be here for him. That's pretty much all I got to say on that. I'm happy for him. I hope that he continues to, to take that next step forward as a very good defensive player for Arizona State and potentially become one of the more reliable chess pieces that we need. That being said, that is going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that you can check us out pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, and you can check us out on YouTube as well. We're free and available on all platforms. Monday through Friday, it's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world. Do me a favor, Pac-12 fans. Go and check out Locked On Pac-12 and get all your daily Pac-12 news in less than 30 minutes with Pac-12 expert Spencer McLaughlin. Just like the Locked On Sun Devils, it is free and available on all platforms. And until next time, Sun Devils fans, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun Devils.